In this episode of the Deming Institute podcast, we continue our Deming in Education series. In an earlier episode, Mata Aiken discussed how the Leander School District discovered and applied Dr. Deming's philosophy. In this installment, the district superintendent, Dr. Brett Champion, shares his Deming journey and the challenges the district faces. Hi, I'm Trip Babbitt. Our guest today is Dr. Brett Champion. Brett is a former teacher and principal of the Leander School District and today serves as the district superintendent. Welcome, Dr. Brett Champion. Thank you so much. Very good. So so we had talked to Monta Aiken in a previous episode uh, and the Leander School District. And uh, when did you arrive on the scene? Because I see that uh, as I was looking at your uh, background, uh, I saw that you were a teacher in Leander, and then you were a principal, and then you became superintendent. So uh, yep. can, can you kind of fill in when you arrived on the scene and, and kind of you how bet. that transpired? Absolutely. I uh, arrived in, in Leander, I see, in 1993. I taught uh, fine arts at the elementary level and, and did that for, for a few years, then became an assistant principal and principal at the elementary level then a principal at the middle school level around uh, 2000, and then in about 2002, moved to central office where I was assistant assistant superintendent for a variety of HR and and some other risk management, some other other, uh, big departments in the the district, and then I became superintendent of schools in February of 2008. So I've been in this role for about seven years, in the district for about 22 Okay, great. So when I was interviewing Monta, I'm going to say it was uh, 91 or 92 or so when she first came across the work of W. Edwards Deming. And so you would have been mm-hmm. a teacher at that time. Uh, right. can, can you kind of give me your view uh, from the beginning of as a teacher, what did you see happening in the school as the Deming philosophy started to take hold? Were you one of the early adopters? Did you kind of yeah. wait and kind of look back a little bit and, and say, OK, yeah. let's see what's going to go on here? That's a that's an interesting question um, because I had no idea uh, what I was walking into early on. I mean, I was a, a fairly young teacher. I had uh, a couple of years' experience in, in other school districts, and walked into this place where they started talking about feedback. And I mean, I I didn't realize it was Deming's fourteen points that people were talking about. I, you know, you're you're new to a system and you're still just trying to learn it. And I just mm-hmm. principal and assistant principal really wanted to know, you know, how can we help teachers? What are the what are the the, the ways we can improve? And it was it was a marked difference from where where I had come. And there were fine schools, but it was just it was very different. And so I we ended up um in a in a group. This was uh, probably my second year at the elementary school we ended up forming an improvement team but but i but i remember it was a, it was it was a variety of stakeholders in these meetings and we would meet after school and and occasional half days and, and just looking to improve the system and and again i had no idea that <laughs> these tools we were learning and and that these, this was something that was new to the district i just assumed this was stuff the district had been doing for years um, later, I found out that we were some of the first improvement teams that were that were were running. I ended up 
um, actually leading, kind of co-leading the team, um, and 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 just and doing some surveys and and doing um, nominal group technique, just a whole lot of things that are just second habit to us now. Um, and that was really my my big exposure. And I just remember, I, I remember being being stunned at how interested. I mean, the, the end of the the end of the improvement team. One of the things that we wanted to improve, one of the processes we wanted to improve, was the assistant principal and principal being visible in our classrooms. I mean, oh. it's, it's not it's you know it's not this great brilliant aha thing, but it was it was interesting that I had no fear in presenting that information to my my bosses to my principal and to my assistant principal at the time. Now, I didn't realize at the time. I just thought, again, that's just kind of how we did things in Leander. Um, it was only later, whenever I went to some training with David Langford and uh, read some of Deming's works, that, that I realized that there was active work to, to, to really to try to drive out fear and that, you know, that really this on-the-job training was something that, that was one of Deming's 14 points. I mean, later, I, it just was this huge aha that, oh, my gosh, I was living what we were, what the, what kind of Monta and that, that original vision of how can we bring Deming into the schools, that, that was actually happening. And so I was very much an early adopter, but it was almost by default. I didn't realize <laughs> that it was some adopting something new. I was like, well, this is just a great place to be. And so, uh, I, I very early got involved. I ended up, um, as an assistant principal getting to go to a four day, uh, training with David Langford, um, where, where worked on a lot of, uh, variety of tools and then, just the the work of, of Deming himself uh, became kind of embedded in the way that we have done things. So yeah, uh, I've been I've been uh, got, I've gotten to participate in this journey in in a variety of ways as we've moved forward. Well, that's interesting. I would like to take you back just because it's interesting to me because most people had, had like studied him before they kind of engaged <laughs> that I've interviewed to right. this point. So I'd like to kind of take you, take you back to when you were at this other school. I assume you were a teacher there, and then sure. you moved to this new district where there doing things different. Can you kind of hit upon maybe a couple things that, that immediately struck you uh, as, as you entered this journey uh, into Leander as, as opposed to the way that they were doing things at the old school? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, again, it wasn't that that I, I'm very careful. I, I appreciated all the work that oh, folks, sure. yeah. folks, folks were doing, but so that there were some some market differences. Um, uh, for example, the thing that jumps immediately to mind is at one of the schools where I, where I worked before. Fear was an almost palpable uh, thing. Um, that that interaction with the principal was something that you didn't want to happen. She was a, a very pleasant woman, but um, you, you just it was it was very fear based. <laughs> the the this and, and and I mean from the kids. To the teachers, you didn't you just, want to wind you know, up in the principal's office. The, 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 the proverbial, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the principal's office you wanted to stay away from. Well, whenever I came to Leander, it was the total opposite of that. It was very much, hey, listen, we're all on the same page. You know, how can how can I? I remember the assistant principal at the time um, saying, "How can I come into your classroom and help?" Well, what do you need from me? And it became it was this partnership, and uh, and and that to me of of all the things really uh, spoke to. Spoke to a difference uh, that we had. The other, the other piece that that was incredible to me was the training that I received in the other districts was very. Um, and again, they were both large urban school systems, mm -hmm. so it, uh, very different than at the time we were. I would classify us as a small 
rural slash beginning to be suburban school district. So very different systems. But the training I went to was was pretty much by the by the book. I mean, I had very little um, choice in in how I, what I was trained on or even how I was trained. Mm-hmm. Then in in Leander ISD, suddenly people were asking my opinion. Um, what do you need training on? How, what, where do you need help? What can we what can we provide to to make that happen? And then. The, just the, the nature of the training was very much a framework. So it was all, all about learning about systems and processes. And I remember coming back as a teacher. And, and again, I taught at the time it was theater arts. Now it's called performing arts. But um, I, I came back to the students and and said, this was in my third year in the district uh, as a teacher, and said, look, guys, I remember going to fourth grade and saying, here are all the things we've got to cover in 12 weeks together. How do we want to go about this? And let the kids then set up how we how we covered pantomime versus shadow play versus okay. whatever historical stuff we were dealing with. And and, and it just and to, to the the notion of having that freedom and and that choice in my classroom as a teacher was hugely different than in the in in the other schools where very by the you're expected to be by the book kind of how how we're going to approach curriculum um and so those were some of the things that really struck me sure it's a, it almost sounds like it was liberating if nothing else absolutely so, so you felt absolutely. you felt it not only uh maybe lack of a better term but but not only in control of what uh you were going to be able to teach but uh you know being the, the freedom that you, that accompanies being able to go to the principal's office not for the reason yes. of going to the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, okay. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay. Um, and then, so as you go from principal to assistant superintendent to superintendent, uh, yes. is there some things you might highlight from there about, you know, a, as you're, you're getting deeper into this, I'm guessing, uh, into right. the Deming philosophy? Uh, um, sure. So, so you're in charge of a classroom. Now you're in charge of a school. Now you're in charge of a district. Uh, right. what, 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 what is that journey like? Yeah, it's it's uh, there. There are some there are some uh, incredible similarities just on bigger scales. Um, and so what what I immediately think of is actually back to that fourth grade class is that notion of, hey guys, we need to we need to do whatever this thing is. How do we want to approach this? So mm-hmm. so the idea of of feedback is so ingrained in in the, the way that we approach things in in the district. It's it's. We we are constantly asking who else needs to know. It is it is a constant uh, ma- ma- mantra around here. It's who else needs to know. How do we how do we ensure everybody's involved in these decisions? Mm-hmm. Trying to ensure that that decisions are made at at the most local level possible, and then we work out from there. We one of the the things that that I believe in strongly is, and 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 I'll be honest. I forgot it was one of Deming's 14 points. I know this is a that is heresy to say oh, to be from the Deming okay. Institute, but yeah. but whenever I became became superintendent, one of my big things was you know we need to continue to tear down silos. I, I call them silos, but I mean it's the same notion of the barriers between departments. You know mm-hmm. that 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 we're all in this thing together, and so um, I, I try to have a very flat organization in terms of. My curriculum person, Monta, will give feedback to my HR person, um, mm. Carrie Lynn, about HR stuff, and vice versa. We're, I like to say, we're in each other's business because <laughs> we're all uh, under that notion of that that notion of of our constant vision and purpose of why we're we're doing this. We we are all in, in this 
for the same reasons. And so that has that has been true in all the levels where I've I've worked is is that if you keep that vi- what we talk we call it our shared vision mm-hmm. um, that every student exits our system exits our system with the same passion for learning they had when they entered our system without economics determining success. If we all are centered around that, if that's who we are, then it doesn't matter who's in charge of what. We just have we just need to get the job done. And so again from 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 the time I was in fourth teaching fourth grade where I said to the kids, look, here's our we gotta get this is what we gotta get done, folks, to right now. It's it's kind of just the same thing just on a on a bigger scale. And that and that's probably even more challenging from the standpoint of the school district has has grown massively during the time sure. that you've been there. So that that, yeah. that that even presents more challenges for you. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, I'll tell you, one of the, the greatest challenges we have is uh, there were some years we were putting down two campuses a year. And so with that exponential growth in, in people, and, and you have these people come in from all over the, the globe even, um, who, who have a variety of experiences. And so trying to to get them up to speed uh, in the Leander way mm-hmm. uh, is is a challenge. I mean, it continues to be a challenge. We, uh, I, I, I do have the I take the opportunity to do what we call a culture day with all of our new employees. Well, with our new teachers and and counselors and principals and such, and we all get together and talk about what is this Leander way that we keep hearing about, and uh, and and I, t- I take them through some some things with that and. But it's 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 trying to to ensure that we have some some commonalities among among all of us. So yeah, that 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 is absolutely a a, a very real challenge. Okay. So let's let's kind of go to the present here. As far as um, what are some of the improvement type efforts that you have going on today that maybe have been spawned from uh, the, the Deming philosophy and your shared vision? Sure. There are a couple that come to mind. I, I guess the, the the biggest one that that I would say that's that's unique for the school district um, is again kind of starting with that that notion of um, of making sure everybody's on board with what the vision is and and, every, and having buy in and, and building that with everyone side by working side by side. Um, the best example I have would be our our what we now call the seven student learning behaviors. Um, they are they're they're the way they came about was um, was interesting. I was at a I was at a campus, elementary campus, and I'm naturally drawn to noisy classrooms just because <laughs> I think that's where learning happens. Mm-hmm. You know, learning is messy and noisy, and so I, I was drawn to the whatever. And something great was happening in those classrooms. And um, a- afterwards, we were debriefing with the principal and. Um, I just said just that. I'm drawn to noisy classrooms. Learning is messy. And the principal wrote down, Brett likes noisy classrooms. <laughs> and I said, I said, and this is a principal, this is a principal who is terrific. I mean, we, we have a great relationship. Um, we worked together for a long time. And I said, Jamie, why did you write that down? And she said, well, because that's, that's the kind of classrooms we want to have. And or that that matters. I mean, what you think is, and, and I realized we mm. our, our most critical <laughs> system we have is in that classroom, and we had not defined what a quality classroom classroom looks like in Leander mm. ISD. So that began a journey um, that 
that we really did just action research um, and and principals and teachers got them involved. What is what is a quality classroom look like? And so we ended up after a year, maybe a year and a half, we ended up defining um, the seven student learning behaviors. We, we were we were insistent that they revolve around the student and not the teacher. At the time, the Gates Foundation was doing a lot of great research around the teacher and had these cameras following the teachers, and and, and that's terrific. But the teachers aren't the ones doing the learning. Um, the the system, the, the most critical component of the system, uh, the, the, is going to be the student. And so we, we insisted that it be things that revolve around the student. And so they're not. If you look at the seven student learning behaviors, they begin with a, a learning target and end with evidence. And in between, you've got things like collaboration and um, knowing how to handle it when you know something or you don't know something. So these seven seven traits that we like to see in classrooms. Okay. Um, and so we have we have now taken on. So now now that we've defined these seven seven uh, learning behaviors, how do we know that they're happening in classrooms? And so, h- how do we how do we measure that? I mean, what what does that what does that look like? And so, uh, we're continuing again. It's messy. It's loud. Um, we're struggling through it. Um, our board of trustees. Um, it's a great board of trustees. They're very much about uh, student success and achievement. Um, they they said, hey, if if these are so important, how do you know that they're happening in in classrooms? And so we're we're working through that right now. But I would say just in terms of of kind of from a systems view, that's something that's, that's different. We've done some similar things with um, trying to close the uh, achievement gap. I think we've done some great work there. Uh, but in terms of something a little bit different in our district, it would be around those seven student learning behaviors. Very good. That's, uh, excellent. So you talked a little bit about uh, some of the challenges that you have with regards to a, gl- a growing district. Are there other challenges that you have that, that you're trying to deal with today? Yeah. I mean, it's... Um, the reality is we we exist as a uh, an organization in the middle middle of a, a large political subsystem then it's it's um it's 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 a continual challenge and not a bad challenge it's just it's the reality of being a public school uh today and so we uh, we you know you have an accountability system from the state and actually you have multiple accountability systems from the state folks don't realize that you have a, a student achievement accountability system you've got a fiscal accountability system you have all these accountability systems um, that we have to uh, be part of I mean it's just it's the nature of, of who we are of course you have um, standards from the the state that say here here are the standards you've got to cover and, and so you have all these all these competing, um, uh, things <laughs> for for time and for resources, and 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 then you've got the whole resource question, not just time, but also uh, financial resources. And where do you where do you spend the money? Do you you know do you do you do you, st- do you continue to to have? We have a some. I know you talked to Monta probably about um, our. We have a two day. Uh, professional development that is mm-hmm. that is largely led by our own teachers teaching other teachers about quality practices in their in their classrooms. Mm-hmm. So, but that costs some some money. I mean, we're, we're we're those aren't teaching days. And so, do you apply your resources there, or do you just pour it more into the state testing stuff? So you have all these 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 multiple pressures mm-hmm. that that continue to to come at you. And so so trying to balance all of those and not. Um, I say all the time, look, we're we're not going to be the district that has our hair on fire. We're going to calmly 
work through these things. And, and yes, we're going to have to participate. We participate in the state accountability system. Of course we do. That's, that's part of who we are. But we're not letting go that notion of who we are, what our culture is, the way we're going to approach uh, state testing. We're, we're going to hold on to both those things. It's, I mean, it's that, that classic um, that Jim Collins writes about, that genius of the and. It's not either mm-hmm. or, it's both and. And so um, that, that is a, we, we are in a constant um, battle for balance. Uh, among all of these these competing competing things out out there, and so that's I would say that's that's our biggest um, our biggest challenge. You know, we we've 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 got a million things going on with thirty six thousand students and four thousand employees, and spread out across two hundred square miles. There's a lot of stuff that happens, and so we're we're constantly also putting out fires, and that that notion of of spending time on the important and not just the urgent and, and trying to merge those things is, is a challenge as well. Okay. Very good. And so if we're to look to the future, you know, with your shared vision, kind of your constancy of purpose at Leander, what, what, what might we see happening in the coming years? We continue, we recognize that, um, uh, it's a, it's a cliche, but, but the, the road to quality is, is not a sprint, um, but a marathon. Um, and so while sometimes our culture, speaking generally, loves to see these big flashy instant changes, we know that, that we're talking incremental changes in the, in the system as we move forward. So we will continue our work on we're driven not just by our, our vision, but our we have four four priorities in the school system, and so we'll continue to work to close the achievement gap, and we will do so in a in a fashion that doesn't lower anyone, but with, that that brings everyone up while bringing up our our students with the the lowest achievement faster. And and I mean the the processes we work through on that are incredible. Uh, trip they it just we have. Systems and processes all over the district um, that that have an impact in that area, and we'll continue to work on that. We're we're pil- we're going to pilot some things in the years to come uh, about um, how do we our, our students with the greatest needs? How can we provide those needs at, at the campus? What, what what would that look like? And so there'll be some some improvements in in that particular area under and around the. Um, uh, ensuring that we talk about kids graduating with every option open. In the coming years, you will see an expanded effort from us. We've gotten some feedback about some needs in the community around uh, jobs that our, our our kids can qualify for and, and great jobs. And, 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 and in areas as as different as welding on the one hand and computer science on the other. Okay. And so... We, we want to be a school district that ensures that, you know, if a kid wants to be a great welder, this is a great place to, to do that. And at the same time, if we want a kid who wants to just hit the ground running in electrical engineering or computer science, that we're providing that quality of an education. So we continue down that road um, as well, ensuring that kids have every option open. And so that, that notion of there, – there's, there's, there's some of this debate that uh, – that I, I don't buy into, you know, there's a difference between being college ready and being career ready. Mm-hmm. I really see those things as the same. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we need kids who are both college and career ready. And so 
we're, our state has done a great job of, of kind of helping us with that, that careers are important. And so we have some pathways that we continue to work through for our, for our students. Again, whether it's welding or computer science or they just want straight academics, we have some great and strong academics um, here. What else in the future? I would say that we, we continue to emphasize the whole student in the district. Our students are more than test scores. They are, they are not a test score. They are humans being, and we have to recognize that and treat them and their parents. We have great parents and great students in this district, and we want, to, we want that to continue. So we, we always want to be um, welcoming and inviting and recognizing that, that, that we always say that parents are the first teachers mm-hmm. Of, of their kids first and best teachers and and we how do we how do we celebrate that more and how do we incorporate that into this education this notion of of educating the whole student because it's more than just the school day um, so we'll continue to, to work in that path and then the seven student learning behaviors we're just we're going to continue to to work through again there's nothing I mean whatever we're, we're doing some things with technology we're doing some things with that that can be seen as a little bit flasher but it's not about those extra those flashy things it's really about quality learning for our students um so so i would say what does the future look like in in leander i see it's about continuing in a a constant journey of improving quality students um from our from our system and just taking that a step at a time again i can't i cannot overemphasize the power of community in education and and you 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 will see it working here we're not perfect, but we, we work hard to bring those barriers down. So from our school board, um, through our administration and teachers, our parents are critical components, and then just other agencies. I mean, we're constantly talking about and, and working with how do we improve those relationships in order to make this the great school district for for students. And great. so... That's where we are. Very good. Um, I had the uh, pleasure uh, at the Deming Research Seminar to listen to Christine S- Simpson and uh, Sarah Ambrose, and they were talking <laughs> sure. about they are characters. Um, yeah. The uh, em- empowering students to lead change, and, and I just kind of want to go revisit that one more time, just because you mentioned that at the beginning, as far as you know, the teachers aren't the emphasis that the the students are. Uh, yes. in, in the uh, Leander School District. Uh, is there any other comment that you'd like to, to say about that? Uh, no, it's just, it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's funny. Uh, in an organization run by adults for kids, we, for, we forget that, that the critical component is the student mm-hmm. and um, that we need to, we, you, you, we survey students regularly. We care about what they, what they have to say. And we, tr- we try to make improvements based on that feedback. Um, and, and so we, we want our students to be empowered to, to, to feel like their voice matters. Um, Sarah and Christine are great examples of what it looks like for adults to bring in kids and say, Hey, how can, how can we do this together? And, and so, no, I think that is a, an absolute critical component in, in moving education forward is the voice of the student needs to be heard. Absolutely. Very good. Uh, let's talk just a little bit about some of the bigger picture things that are going on and maybe even some of the current events, Arn Duncan at the federal level and some of the things that uh, they have in place, um, sure. you know, whether it's No Child Left Behind or Race to the Top. Can you talk about that and also maybe filter in some of the things that have happened here in Atlanta and, and 
maybe what your view is on the, on some of the things that happen with the uh, cheating scandals that have gone on there. The federal program in in education is has become an important piece of the way we all do business. There are a variety of federal programs that we work through, and we appreciate that, that at the heart of what they're trying to accomplish is really about quality student outcomes. So first, let me, let me start with that. Now, No Child Left Behind needs to be updated. I think that, that everyone is in agreement that it's time. We need to find um, uh, some, some balance uh, between what No Child Left Behind had in place, and I mean, it's a different, different time now. We need, to, we need to take a look at that. And again, the way we've always handled that in Leander ISD, we recognize those federal programs, we work through those things, and we continue to do the work that we're charged with at the local level. Um, and so, I mean, I don't, there's, they are, they are working to best they can at a federal, at a federal level to, to try to improve things. I appreciate that. But again, we, we will, we stay abreast of it and we, we work through it and we give our opinion when, when necessary. But, um, we will, we'll, we'll soldier on as it were. In terms of the Atlanta, Atlanta stuff, it's 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 a it's a result of a of a system that has placed so much emphasis on high stakes testing that uh, people have lost sight of the reason that we're doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And I I, I'm not I I I will not speak for those folks uh, because I can't I I have not walked a mile in their shoes, Mm -hmm. but I do know the pressures that are put on schools, on classroom teachers, on parents, on kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I talk to, to parents um, whose kids are scared to death of the state tests that they're, that they're faced with. And, and, and sometimes that comes from teachers who, in a misguided effort to try to, to motivate kids, we know we'll, we'll say things about how important these tests are, and, and kids will interpret that, that and just make it bigger than it than it needs to be here in in this district i mean we we absolutely are going to follow the law we we take all that very right. seriously um, during testing time we are working with our state agency and making sure we do everything dress right dress with that at the same time man there are lots of tests state tests that that we give and so we're that's one of the conversations we're having is how do we need to interact with with state lawmakers about this culture of high stakes testing? I, I I and let me also say that 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 high stakes testing has done some very some real good in in our nation and in our state especially um, when we started identifying students of color, uh, students who are economically disadvantaged, and really looking at the the achievement gap that exists that has done that is that is good work because it has identified some areas in our system that we need to improve. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for, I mean, it's 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 been true in Leander. I see. I think it's true in every every district in in the state of Texas. And so, I, I mean, it's it's a it. it earlier, I, I talked about a balance, and and, a, and and it's a battle for balance. I mean, I would say that of all the things that that we are constantly battling this is this is another example of that is how do you balance knowing what's happening in in classrooms knowing that students are on track to be successful academically without that becoming the overarching system that it, everything's about that test 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so trying to find that, that right balance. Right now, I'll tell you, in, in Texas, there are lawmakers who are, who are really working to try to figure that out to their, to their credit. I mean, then there are some federal, you know, requirements, uh, through No Child Left Behind that we're trying to meet as well. So anyway, it is just a, it is a it is a constant um, battle for balance, and so here here in the district we we try to we work with with what we've got, and so we try to 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 say hey the state test is just a a marker as to as as we continue along the the path to improvement, and we'll use that data to 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 make improvements and and see how we are, um, but again the 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 overarching conversation is. Is, is much much bigger than that. So that's yeah, it's interesting, especially you know from the standpoint I've heard so much about from Mana and now yourself, Brad, about uh, you know driving out fear you know within the school system, and then you have sure. certain other things that are kind of outside of your control that may be <laughs> driving fear in. And and as yeah. As, yeah. as as folks yeah. that are you know proactive and driving out fear, I, I gotta believe that 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 presents quite a challenge for you. It is, and, and it's hard. And, I'll, and frankly, uh, honestly, Trip, it is heartbreaking um, whenever I have parents uh, approach us about how scared. I mean, I, I've talked to, to parents this year about how scared their their kids are about these state tests, and you know, and and how, you know, how do you say to a kid that yes, this is important, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, you you know, so anyway, yes, it is, it is, it it is a challenge. That is a a very real challenge. Absolutely. Very good. So my last question is, is there anything that I failed to ask, or is there any clarification that you'd like to make about any of the statements that you made earlier in our conversation um, that you'd like to take advantage of at this point? Uh, No, the only thing that that comes to mind is as I look back, I'm like, holy cow, 22 years in in the school district. I I will tell you, Tripp, that we are, that I am, I am incredibly proud of this school district. Um, It really, professionally, it raised me um, in in a way that, that, that notion of, of constant feedback is something I crave um, in my personal life, in my my um, even even my spiritual life as as I lead things there. You know, it's it's been so interesting how this philosophy uh, of this school district has just become part of who I am, and I, I'm so proud that we have been able to continue that. And 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 again, I, I hit this earlier, and it's something superintendents do all the time, but it's true. It doesn't happen without a quality board of trustees um, without um, quality parents and students and and folks who are who are all in it for for the right reasons and it that we really have that here i, I the the community is incredibly supportive it is it is just a i am blessed and fortunate to be part of this thing called leander isd very good well we thank you dr brett champion for sharing your time today and uh telling us a little about your your deming journey thanks trip i appreciate it hi this is trip babbitt i hope you enjoyed this episode Please contact me with comments or suggestions at trip, T-R-I-P-P, at Deming.org or through our Twitter account, at Deming Podcast. We are always looking for new guests to share their Deming story. 